Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 81 of the Own the Moment podcast. <laughs> My name is TJ Lasik. I was just in the incorrect <laughs> positioning, but uh, good, good fast fix there. We are back, back from our week of NFT NYC. Long, long week indeed. Crazy week of football. We've got the USD marketplace for the Owners Club launching tomorrow. Lots of good stuff. We've got Justin with us, as always. Justin, and big, big week ahead for Mr. Herzig himself here. It is. Uh, my uh, vacation started about three hours ago. Um, so uh, for those don't who don't know, I am getting married again. Thankfully, same woman. But uh, we did a COVID wedding the first time in a little backyard a year ago. And now we have the actual celebration. And uh, that'll be next week. But this week will be a little bachelor party. So uh, TJ, Coop, and Bach are coming down to South Florida. We're getting a little golf going. Hitting up the Dolphins Ravens game tomorrow night um, should be should be fun. But uh, yeah, so cheers to anyone out there that is having a nice little Wednesday glass of wine or drink with me. But uh, cheers, love it. Got the bachelor party started early. We've got Coop with us too on camera at least to start here. Coop, what's going on? Going well, man. Getting the uh, getting the new studio air quotes studio set up. Uh, not using a 20 year old laptop anymore. So yeah, I'm, I'm upgrading in my life. I, I don't know how Justin's drinking that wine. I'm still sort of in recovery mode from uh, New York City. And then my wife and I did a little wine tasting on the weekend over the over, over the past weekend in uh, upstate New York. So yeah, I'm, I'm in recovery mode still prepping for tomorrow. There you go. I haven't drank since New York. Like I think this was my first one. My body needed that full detox. That was that was something. And uh, it was, yeah, it was just a, a heck of a week. I had a, a, a Friendsgiving thing last <laughs> night. So I was right back at it. Pretty, pretty early Friendsgiving, but I'm going to be traveling for basically the rest of the month down in Florida with Justin. So, uh, whew, so yeah, let's, uh, let's touch, touch on NFT NYC a bit. I mean, it was a, it was an awesome week. Got to meet a ton of people from the community. So shout out to anyone that maybe is listening that we're able to meet last week. It was awesome. People from the Top Shot community, people from the Owners Club and Own the Moment communities, and a bunch of new people as well. So we had a, a good jam-packed week. I, I, I feel like a, the, the nighttime life is really where the fun was at. We had the Top Shot party on Monday night. Then we went to the Knights of D-Gen party. Then we had our own happy hour on Tuesday. Then we hit up a little house party action in the House of Kiba on Wednesday. And I made it into the House of Kiba tweet. How about that? I'm, I'm impressive. That. that was impressive. They don't know that you're uh your your Kiba list for now, but I think you may <laughs> need to get a, you may need to get one after that. I do need I do need to get a Kiba. That party was sick. Oh, it's sad. I see all the comments about the stash. And the sad part about it is is what is it Wednesday? There's about four more days of the stash until it has to get shaved off. And uh that's uh that's wife orders for the wedding. So enjoying it while I can. Um and then who knows? As TJ says, it'll be back next November. Always, always a November stash for the Herzig oh. bot. Coop, what were your thoughts on last week before uh, Bach? Yeah, I think like us. being in, in real life, uh, meeting the community members in real life. I mean, um, you know, m Monday night uh, football, nights of D-Gen party kicked it off and, and really set the, set the stage and set the tone. Um, our happy hour was awesome to see all the community members come out. Uh, got to meet a guy who actually played for, for my Pittsburgh Steelers. He was telling a fantastic story about – like his entire like invitation, how he came to the Steelers. And he said it, the first day of practice, he lined up one-on-one -on -one 
first, literally first drill against AB and just got absolutely torched. It was just an unbelievable story. Um, so yeah, just seeing people in, in, in the community and, um, being with them, being around a lot of people that really understand NFTs, like you, you could learn a lot of stuff. Um, I just super bullish on everything coming out of last week. Yeah, no, it was, it was so fun. And I mean, I kind of like, like, yeah, it was like conference during the day and such, but so much more of the value or the events and everything that was going on around it. And uh, definitely had like a bit of that kind of Vegas style feel with everything that was going on. And also with when I left Thursday, that Vegas feeling of like, oh my God, like I've stayed a day or two long, like my body couldn't handle it. Um, but it, it was just nonstop something going on and everything was open bar. Everything was full. Everything was drinking. Everything was high energy. Everything was great vibes, great people. Um, it was, it was a really good time and highly recommend if anyone has an opportunity uh, to go to it, whether it's next year or whatever we end up seeing for it. I'm sure yeah. Shout out to you. If you stayed until Friday or whatever, I was seeing on Twitter like Thursday night and people, people were still going after it. And I was just like, man, I, I don't know. My body would have just been, in uh in shock at that point so uh, shout out to those people that were still getting after it on thursday and friday love it all right well uh coop thank you for joining us we uh we'll, we'll bring bach on and uh we'll, we'll say hi we'll say goodbye to coop maybe we'll see him a bit later in the show but uh bach come on on and uh i'll say one more i was seeing some south florida questions so first off lord nfts if anybody is down in south florida heading into the dolphins game tomorrow we will be tailgating shoot me a dm you're welcome to join us you'll have the otm team and a bunch of my friends that'll be there tailgating for a few hours before and fingers crossed we may actually have some tickets for some local people as well that we'll introduce tomorrow not sure not like legitimately don't know yet but i'm trying to get some um so we'll keep you guys updated love it it's exciting awesome. stuff What's going on? Sorry, I'm late, guys. You know, it uh, life got away from me today. But uh, you know, I heard we were kicking off the Herzig bachelor party in style on stream, so I had to had to figure out a way to make it. You uh, do you have a drink in, with you, or? Oh, I've got. I've not only do I have a drink, Justin. I, yes. I, I have a Cigar City Gallabera, Cigar City from Tampa, obviously. Uh, Justin's Tampa St. Peter, Justin's hometown. So. Uh, really enjoy uh, enjoy all Cigar City beers and figured it was uh, it was an appropriate occasion for it. It's such a good sipping beer too. Yeah, great beer. Fantastic, fantastic. You know, it was not so great. Was the football games last week? Well, maybe. Now, I mean, like oh it was God. just what happened. Like I feel like it was one of the lower scoring weeks that we've seen. Some major upsets. Cowboys losing some other games that maybe weren't upsets, but good no, but teams that came close to losing. I don't know. It was, it was a wild week. Cowboys were two point two touchdown favorites, lost to the Broncos, and were never in it. Uh, Bills, arguably best <laughs> offense, arguably best defense, lose to arguably the worst team in the league. And what was that? Nine six. Nine six. Um, Just like the yeah, worst football game of all time. Right. Then you have the Rams. One I think was a bit surprising. Uh, just because like how bad they looked in that first half and how they went for a weird style where they decided we're just going to try to keep Stafford in the pocket, not actually use like the line for motion and stuff. And they kind of picked it up in the second half. But like that Tennessee team, even without Derrick Henry, like is a very good team. I think their their upsides kind of cap without Henry, but like that's a solid team. So maybe not the biggest surprise there. Um, and then again, like 
Saints and Falcons, yes, Saints didn't have Jameis. Like, yeah, they had Simeon. Um, but like still losing that game wasn't a, at home, I think, was a was a bad loss to the Falcons. And I mean, like Raiders upsetting the Giants was surprising. And Browns Giants Bengals, upsetting Raiders. Excuse me. Giants yeah. upsetting the Raiders. Yeah. Raiders losing to the Giants was surprising. Browns Bengals, I mean, certainly a like, weird game. Not a huge favorite. Um, but you know, yeah, a super weird game. The Chiefs putting up 13 points against the Packers. Um, and, you know, and like that was just an absolute, absolutely terrible game. Like, yeah, it was just a bizarre NF, real NFL week. And not surprisingly, that re- translated into a bizarre fantasy week. I mean, I think, Justin, you put out the, the tweet, um, the top seven individual scoring wide receivers from last week. Like, no, no people you would ever have played, right? Like, look at this list. I mean, we knew Elijah Moore on Thursday for for uh, TOC, but like, look at this list. This is the top scoring seven wide receivers in standard scoring in the NFL. Like, what is going on? Devonta Smith is the only one who's like maybe a top thirty six wide receiver this year. Right, he's a legitimate talent, and like Elijah Moore could be good. Darnell Mooney shown flashes. Tim Patrick's done well, limited opportunity, but like, these are the top seven, not like, oh, these are guys who caught a touchdown this week. These are the seven best wide receivers fantasy scoring in the NFL last week. Yeah. It really is something that I don't know that we've ever seen before. And yeah, it directly translated to low DFS scores. And then, you know, when it comes to the owner's club stuff, the the kind of saving grace and the thing that made that week interesting was the Thursday night game that just went nuts between the Jets and the Colts. And as you can see here, top scores across the board, QB, running back, wide receiver, all came from that Thursday night game. You also see the the New York tight end came in there in the top five. But uh, what, what do you guys think about that Thursday night game and how we saw a lot of marketplace action going, you know, during the game, after the game, and uh, could, could be interesting again this, this week with, with Baltimore and, I mean, I think Indianapolis running back was, we were talking, I think, what, Bach, was it you and I on the Friday show we talked about yeah. this? Because um, we're, you know, we kind of went through and we went through these prices and stuff and like, do we think these end up staying? And like, I gave a number and Bach, you were like, no, I'm too low. And like that Colts, the Indianapolis running backs, 48.8 or whatever it was, like that's extremely hard to beat for running back. That was the clear number one. We knew that. And what we were saying is, before the game, and not even only before, but really like half hour into the game, there were still two Indianapolis running back cards that went for $60. And then as the game went on, the cheapest, and as the week went on, the cheapest you would get those four was like, I don't know, between $250 and $325. Like that's how much that jumped. And Indianapolis running back was a pretty strong card to begin with. So like knowing that, A, like, hey, you've got the opportunity to get a pretty strong card, B, you've got this Thursday upside for in the case when that goes off, you know, like there's still edge. And I think that this is definitely on us from a technology standpoint, like the difficulty to get that to USD. Like, yeah, it's not the easiest process for everyone to have bought before the USD marketplace. Now that we have the USD marketplace, now that you can buy with the OTM balance, I'm thinking that you're going to see a lot more of the strategic side and more people getting in where, oh, I can buy these ahead of time. I don't need to worry about the week conversion and stuff and hope for the best. And hey, with Baltimore, Miami, not good defenses this year. You could see some high scoring this week. And uh, Bach, I'm curious your take. Who do you think 
I guess I'm kind of jumping ahead, but like, who do you think has the biggest opportunity here to kind of blow up from a positional on the game tomorrow night? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because so many of those position groups are already priced at a premium, right? The, the Baltimore quarterback, like you're already ranking as one of the top five plays. Baltimore tight end, you're already ranking as one of the top five, seven plays for the rest of the season. Baltimore wide receiver, you're ranking a little lower. I mean, I think Baltimore running back is the interesting one. And we're talking about like, I'm staring at them right in the middle of this screen right here. We're talking about them as the number, as the number two priced, uh, or sorry, number three scoring wide receiver last week, but they're cheap. Yeah. I'm looking at this right here. Baltimore running backs are cheap. And I mean, you saw it literally on the scoreboard we just had up. They were the, th- the third highest scoring in a good offense. It doesn't take a lot for your running backs to get there and in a high scoring projected game. So I, I'd be all, I'd be all over Baltimore running backs. Um, Baltimore wide know. receivers, $30. I don't think that's a highly valued one because yeah. it's, it's a little fluky and stuff. And you think like how many wide receivers they have, they have Marquise Brown. Um, I don't know. Sammy hasn't been healthy and stuff. So I think that's one where he seemed, it sounded like he was close last week though. Yeah. And like, if you were to buy that today and it didn't go off, what can you sell it for next week? Probably the same thing. Right. Like the they're risk, there's, the just, there's just minimal risk, especially if you're in, if you, if we, you know, if we see that there's increased liquidity as we're expecting, John, don't tell me to shh. You know, we're having a Wednesday night show. If you want to get ahead of the game, you get ahead of the game. You don't wait until tomorrow. Oh, I know. There's no USD marketplace. But if you're watching this show, I know you're sharp enough that you've already been in the marketplace going. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it'll be interesting. And, you know, looking the the mega sharps, if I was out there, I'd be looking ahead towards a, a certain Thursday that's coming up where there's going to be three games that are are playing. And, you know, we're all going to be sitting around eating a bunch of turkey watching those lineups. So definitely would be thinking ahead to, you know, the opportunities are going to present themselves for Thanksgiving week. Do you, and wow, realize, the, yeah. do you realize how hungover we're going to be on Thanksgiving? Like just from the next two weeks of bachelor party wedding huh. and then the tryptophan that you have on Thanksgiving. Like I'm lucky if I make it through that first game. It's going to be going to be a long, long couple of weeks here. But uh, I, I think we can can hang in there. Not one double-digit score in the top five lowest across all positions. Everything yeah. under 10. Yeah. I feel like it just goes to show how just ugly this week was. I didn't realize Carolina QB was that bad. Oh. <laughs> and they might be starting P.J. Walker this week. Right, so they might become top five highest. I agree. <laughs> XFL. Yeah, the old Josh Johnson treatment. So to give a little PJ Walker, um, he's looked pretty good in the XFL. Um, I wouldn't say he's a running QB, but he's definitely mobile. The problem is when we've seen him in action in the NFL, it has been bad. And uh, I still want to believe that like he's got some, but I think like potential, but we haven't seen in the NFL. So that is definitely one where I'm going to continue to be, po- I'd be continue to be popping that in the low ball, just expecting that PJ is going to throw interceptions, be hesitant, and teams are just going to beat up on him. Um, what other injury injury kind of components should we talk through, Bach? Do we think are kind of relevant? Because um, that's a little kind of fresh, fresh stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that we we haven't you know really talked about yet is the Titans after Derrick Henry, right? 
like definitely saw them running the ball a lot less saw even in a positive green script their running backs do okay not spectacular like i think the reacting to the derrick henry news is going to be important and it's going to be tough to figure out because there's still a team that's you know with the injuries to julio with ryan Tannehill at quarterback doesn't want to air the ball out a bunch and so trying to figure out like when the running backs are going to have good games i think is a big one and it's interesting because I was playing second half for that. So I watched and I was very, paying a lot of attention to that game and the running backs. And McNichols was the one who actually led in snaps and led in plays. Now, some of that is because at the end of the second half, even when they were up a ton, they were playing two-minute drill and he got a decent amount there. Uh, you saw Adrian Peterson actually get the start, but then you saw Donta Foreman get a lot of the touches and there was just no efficiency by any of them. Uh, so that's where I would say, like, I think you're just going to continue to see they do have a desire to run the ball. There will be some weeks where they score a lot of points on the ground. They're going to be a little harder to detect just because they're not going to have the level of efficiency that they did with Derrick Henry. Um, but I would still be kind of looking for some good matchups where they're favorites. They're going against a bad run D. And uh, I think we're going to see some some bigger weeks from those running backs. Just uh, nothing like Derrick Henry, obviously. Yeah completely agree and and you know you're not excited to play them but they're definitely a team that when they like run the ball because they want to run the ball they could still end up there i'm looking through the kind of the like the injury news from today i mean like chase claypool yeah but you weren't excited to ever play pittsburgh wide receivers anyways that's fair because now there's no juju no claypool you're gonna have deontay johnson james washington like Najee harris might get 40 touches yeah I mean, this doesn't matter as much for TOC because of, you know, lack of your catches don't get you points, but like, he's also going to be using that passing game more often. Uh, but I do think like, Hey, that does, you know, I don't know. It's not good enough to, they're just not a high enough powered offense to really matter. But what do we think about Rogers and Russ Wilson? I know we got some question marks there. It seems like why would, if you're the pack, I mean, well, like the Packers are obviously going to make the playoffs, right? Given where they are, the Packers are going to be a decent seed in the playoffs. You know, are you really going to be able to rush him back after like, cause I don't think he's even been in the building all week, right? Like it's not only that he can't play, but like he can't even be in the building. So he's not really a part of the game planning. Can you really rush him back? Like, I don't know. I, I think Russ is going to play this week. Yeah. Uh, I, so Russ got the okay from the team doctors and such. And so I think that's a positive. Um, it's interesting. Like if you look at the wild card race, like Seattle's actually still kind of in it. Um, that like last spot or two is ugly. Uh, it, it's really available for anyone. So I think just from a football sense, I'm interested to watch them. I think Seattle wide receivers, we used to consider them one of the top five options in like positive game scripts. And I think they move now back up to, uh, ha having some like legitimacy. Yeah. I'm seeing the Cleveland running back with COVID. Uh, there are no Cleveland running backs this week. What is it? I think it's Dearness Johnson. It's just Dearness as at right. this point. That's right. Cause Chubb, Kareem Hunt still hurt. Um, I oh, think Demetric got hurt. Felt right? Demetric Felton also is a COVID close contact. I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, right. So like, it's literally just Dearness Johnson. Also, no Beckham. So it's Dearness Johnson, it's Jarvis Landry, it's Donovan People Jones. Like, oh, Baker. Baker has no friends out there right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, we've already seen Dearness have a have a big game, right? Like he went off in the game again, the Thursday night football game. I forget who they played them off the top of my head, but he went off in that Thursday night football game. He looked good. Um, and 
you know, I mean, I don't think you're you're bummed. Like they're going to sign somebody or elevate somebody from a practice squad to play the backup quarter or backup running back spot. So, I mean, I think that you know that's still a fine card to play. Um, it's certainly not nearly as exciting as if you had Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think Dernis Johnson is a better DFS or fantasy football play than the Browns running backs than Cleveland running backs are as a team play. Um, but yeah, thank you for bringing that out. Josh Olikowski, um, TJ, if you don't recognize that name, it's because you still owe him a one-on-one coaching session. Maybe you can move that over to TOC. You'll see him next week down in Florida. There we go, Josh. Well, uh, well, well, uh, maybe I'll give you a, a golf lesson or a beer pong lesson, a- any, whatever. After you spend a couple of days with me, you can decide what uh, life skill you want to take a lesson from me on, or Hey, maybe you'll decide that there's nothing that I could possibly, uh, provide you with that that's gonna better yourself as a human entrepreneurship yeah 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 there we go all right anything else on week nine before we start to talk about the week 10 slate we got coming up where's where's odell gonna land bach where were we thinking the i think the latest was like debating between seattle and green bay um and i no you missed one oh who the saints Oh, I hadn't seen that one I th- yet. I thought we're, I thought they're the favorite. Um, Are they? That's what I, that's what I think. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I, so I would say Seattle. Except I don't like if he really wants to go to a contender. I think that you know there's still a chance to make the playoffs, but he's on the outside looking in. Um, but I'm. Uh, you know, I'm reading the World War blog right now. Chiefs, Packers, Seahawks actually expressed interest. Saints and Patriots heavily linked. Like, yeah. does he make anyone better at this point? Does he make this? I mean, those are all teams with terrible wide receiver depth charts, right? But like Packers and Chiefs. Saints too. He makes the Saints better. I don't think he should go to the Saints, but like they don't have a number two. Even if he's just a decoy on the field, none of those teams have a number two wide receiver. There's no way he's worse than McCall Hardman. And when you look at the Saints, like Michael Thomas ain't coming back this year. You're looking at Marquez Callaway and Traquan Smith. Like, no, give me OBJ, even if he is a nuisance, even if he's never been like, you know, let it, uh, he think he's had one win in his career or something in the playoffs. Like it, it's ugly, but those teams don't have wide receivers. I think Roger, I was if he goes say, to can Gre- you imagine? Go ahead. I was going to say, if he goes to Green Bay, I think it turns into a nightmare. I think it just... I don't think he plays Green Bay style. I don't think him and Rodgers would end up having chemistry. Um, yeah. Yeah, he seems yeah. like a tough tough one to just <laughs> locker room killer right there. Yeah. But I'm, he's got Ryan's some talent. Pa- Patriots won him. I mean, can you imagine OBJ and Belichick in the same locker room? <laughs> like how, can you imagine OBJ and Mac Jones? Like, he's going to – oh, my God. He would eat the little rookie quarterback up. Like, I'm already scared with him and Simeon. I think that's why, like, he ends up not going to the Saints. I think if it was Jameis, he would have gone because uh, they would have been a perfect combination because Jameis has no problem throwing into the coverage. He doesn't lead the wide receiver. He's just willing to challenge it, and Beckham would just love that. But, yeah. Oof. I think Raiders would have been the right fit, and uh, if he didn't have as much money on his contract, I think they would have put a waiver claim in once they lost Henry Ruggs. But the fact that they're not even linked to him, I don't know. That might be my more of an OBJ thing. Maybe he called up Antonio, and Antonio warned him. You think Djax makes the Raiders better? I think he's a perfect compliment. 
fill that role. I, mean, I think I think Djax makes any team better, and we've seen that from his quarterback efficiency rating. Is just getting someone like Deshaun Jackson who spreads the field. The stats for those QBs significantly improves. So, I love Djax. He'll always be a, an eagle at heart in my mind. All right, let's get into the slate this week. Go through our optimal lineups for each of the four contest formats. And of course, starting with the main event where we've got the Buffalo quarterback, the Indianapolis running back, Tampa Bay wide receivers, Kansas city tight end going back to the well with the Kansas city tight end, despite just constant struggles and the Buffalo defense. So Bach, Bach made these, I'm going to let Bach go through all of them. And then I'm going to just give my feedback to him. Cause these were, these were his selections and I'll kind of react to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, Buffalo quarterback, like they're, they're high total, they're huge favorites, um, but they've been throwing the ball a ton, especially recently. And with the Zach Moss injury, like they're going to continue to throw the ball a ton. Um, I think that given, you know, Josh Allen's efficiency in the red zone. Yeah. This Buffalo QB makes sense. Indy running back, like this might be the best car running back card for the rest of the season right now. Like Justin, do you think there's a, like, is there a running back card you'd rank ahead of it for the rest of the season? Right now, knowing what we know about Chubb and Hunt, um, what what other contenders are there? Um, Dallas, Dallas is still yeah, up there. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I'm I'm gonna put, I'm gonna say Dallas is a very strong argument, and I think I still put them a little ahead. Um, but yeah, yeah. So and they're playing Jacksonville. So enough said there. Um, Tampa Bay wide receiver, again, like high total. They throw the ball a ton. Uh, and, you know, I think not the Bills wide receiver went away from the stack here just because Buffalo can spread the ball out. Uh, Buffalo can, you know, and Josh Allen can, you know, get him with his legs. But Tampa Bay scoring concentration is just so tight with their wide receiver group. Uh, Kansas City tight end. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. At some point it's going to hit, maybe, possibly. Uh, but, like, also, who are you going to pick ahead of them? Like, yeah, they, they they're still the actually lead, the but... leading point getter average at 12.38. So that is the leading average for tight end. I think we say that every year, but tight end has been so bad this year. It's bad. It's really, so really bad, bad this year. Tight, people don't realize it, but tight ends actually get injured more often than running backs. Teams don't have backup tight ends. And so that I think is to begin with a negative that always makes it seem like it's so deep. And then we also just always such have such, we have such youthful jubilee for deep uh, for tight ends to begin the season that oh this player is gonna oh Cole Komet just had his best game of the season on Monday night he put up 80 yards or whatever but like literally has done nothing else. Um, we're actually starting to see two rookie tight ends this year do stuff both with Pitt and Atlanta which I think it's gonna be exciting. Um, but no, I'm in, I'm in agreement. The tight ends will drop. I'm going to put on like my, I don't know what Bill Simmons does the voice. And he's like, Bogman, how do you choose Buffalo? Buffalo just put up six points against Jacksonville. They can't do anything. You think they're going to pass the ball? And now they're playing against the Jets? You are ridiculous. And you're using Indianapolis as an argument because they're playing Jacksonville when Jacksonville just stopped Buffalo to six points? You are ridiculous, man. That's just how I felt. Like, I don't know. You, you, <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring, bring back uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, I just introduced my mother-in-law to Ted Lasso. She loves it now. It's fun. Um, but no, I think those are good choices. Uh, I, I'm, so you don't have a stack. I think that's a little interesting. Your stack is a QB defense, which normally we don't, you know, aren't a proponent for. Um, 
I'm not going to like fire you or anything or give you a raise for it. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a stack, uh, <laughs> but you're going against the jets. Um, yeah. yeah <sighs> and I, I mean, just looking back through it, like stacks, stacks are winning, but not, not every time, obviously like this week was a bit of an anomaly because the stack that won was the Thursday night and we knew it. Um, but the week before that week eight stack did not win. Uh, I think week seven, it, it did like a double stack one, but like we are seeing stacks not hit. And I, I know that that's lower likelihood, right? The reason we stack is because we have to get fewer things right. Um, but I, I think Buffalo has just been so spread the ball so much. Dawson Knox looks like he's going to be back this week. Like I think that, um, I you know, I, 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 I think it, it's easier with that team to go away from the stack. And I know you had a busy day, so you might have missed this, but I would not put Tampa wide receivers up here, and I think they're going to be not great this week. Um, no Antonio Brown. It doesn't look like Chris Godwin's going to play, or at least he's questionable right now. So they may only have Mike Evans. Um, who yeah. I would put is Dallas, because I think Cowboys versus Atlanta. Cowboys, that's the highest game total. Cowboys have the highest projected points. We've seen what Dallas is doing. Dak is now back. As bad as they looked against Denver last week, I think they come out clicking, and I could see multiple 100-yard games for both CD and Amari, and uh, th- that's who I would really be focusing on for my wide receiver. That's so a good segue in here into the side hustle that I don't I don't think you actually knew that that's what he picked in the side hustle, but we got yeah. the, the Dallas stack in the side hustle. Didn't we have some like ridiculous tie for the side hustle this week? Well, because everyone Insane. played – what was it? New York quarterback that- and uh, Indy running back. 16 people played that at one. <laughs> the winning serial number was five. The second place number serial eight. number was eight. eight. Imagine having the eight serial and not winning and being pissed about it because I would have been pissed about it. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and then, yeah, the difference between $1,000 for first or $75 for, I think, like 16th. Um, speaking of Dallas, shout out to Plunge Father who flew to Dallas today only to realize he didn't need to fly to Dallas and is now flying back home. So enjoy those planes and uh, we'll give you the uh, Dallas shout out, Plunge. Shout out, Plunge. That's a, that's a, that's a fun day. <laughs> yeah, apparently they were trying to Plunge tell was him great. He, like, he, didn't, he wasn't supposed to go there or didn't have to go, but uh, was already on the plane. So it just turned around basically. Uh, I was plunge last week. Good times. Yeah. Good times. But yeah, we got the Dallas stack in the side hustle. I think that's a solid one. A little bounce back, maybe get them a little bit more contrarian than you would on a typical week for people that are scarred by the yeah, performance this past week. Zeke's yeah, a little Zeke. banged up too, so. He's he's going to play every game just because he knows the second he sits out a game and Tony Pollard looks like Tony Pollard actually can play, he may lose his job. And like – so I think doesn't matter how banged up, like Zeke's going to be out on the field. We saw it this past week in the game where like Zeke was banged up, sat out for a couple of plays. Tony Pollard took a kickoff, almost returned it back. And Zeke's like, uh-uh, I'm going back in the field. <laughs> Why would he care? He's going to get paid either way. <laughs> Needs to eat. Needs to eat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I was going to pull the shirt up for my belly, but I figured, no, we'll let him do that. I'll just do the eating part. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now I need to segue to low ball. All right, here we go. We got everyone's favorite. We got Carolina quarterback after putting up four points this past week. Jacksonville running back, Detroit wide receiver, Carolina tight end. Nice little quarterback tight end stack there in the low ball. Love that. 
and of course the Falcons defense. So uh, I like how are we feeling about the, the the low ball here this week? Yeah, I mean, like these are the worst teams in the NFL, right? <laughs> or the worst <laughs> offenses in the NFL. It's not hard. Play the worst plays, right? Play the best plays. Play the worst plays. Um, I do think stacking in the low ball, like a quarterback and somebody has to hit, right? Quarterback and one of the pass catching wide like positions has to hit, just given the like if, if a quarterback's putting up five, six points, they're not catching touchdowns and they're probably not putting up a ton of yards. So yeah, I feel like the the mini stack, but not over stacking, unless like you think a team's literally not going to score any touchdowns. I feel like I think you mentioned this one time, right, Justin, of yeah. playing the full team of someone almost has too much of a floor. I personally like totally do not. I like playing QB, wide receiver, and tight end. I don't want to play the running back with them as well. Because, and we saw this with the Jets with a game or two where the Jets like scored one or two rushing touchdowns and no one else did anything. And I think like the Jets literally averaged like one point per a game. So for the tight ends. So like that's already fairly safe. Um, but the same idea like, hey, you're looking for a quarterback that has no passing touchdowns. Okay. We go off the assumption that that is correct because for you to do well, that needs to happen. Okay. So my quarterback has thrown no touchdowns. If he hasn't thrown any, then my wide receivers and my tight ends haven't caught any. So stack those, and we're just decreasing how many things you have to get right to win this. I wouldn't put the running back in because your quarterback can score none, but your running back still get a touchdown or two, and that's perfectly okay. Now you could put them all in, and then you're hoping that this team just gets completely shut out. The problem with that as well is I think a little too many people do that, so now you're losing some of your contrarian aspect. Producer Coop in the private chat is just going on a rampage about the Pittsburgh tight end. I'm not, I'm not sure why I was just reading that. We might, have, if he comes on the stream later, we might have to have him defend that in some way. I mean, he's, Fryer, talk, he's talking about a cr criminally low price for a pit tight end. This isn't, ugh, I can't, I was gonna, any thoughts on Pittsburgh tight end? I was going to say this isn't dynasty, but like with the OG contest, it kind of is. So maybe like you want to get your Pat Fryermuth Pittsburgh tight ends before next year. I mean, Coop, you give me a thumb up or thumb down, but like Big Ben ain't going to be back next year. So unless you think you're getting Rodgers to Pittsburgh, which like I know there's some rumors around this, but imagine Rodgers, then you have your Pat Fryermuth. And like, yeah, Fryermuth is good. He's very good. He's going to be yeah. one of the young, big tight ends that like we keep named. So, uh, yeah, if you're playing for that OG contest and you have a cheap uh, Pittsburgh tight end, and especially if they actually get a quarterback next year, that has a chance to be like a top five tight end card. Love and it. Yeah, I see Stan Love's like, yeah, he had a friend had a breakout big game last week. Also, real quick, I was just looking at the low ball. Shout out to Zake playing uh, uh, Joker in the low ball for $500. <laughs> Played a Joker DST, picked the New York Jets, and hit for 500 in the low ball. Well done, sir. Well done. That's how you zig when they zag. How much would that card have been on the marketplace, Ryan? I feel like That's you could amazing. have gotten New York Giants defense for like $20. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I, wonder, I wonder what the ownership of Jokers are in the low ball. God, gotta be low, but I mean, actually, <laughs> wait. So it, was, it, was, it was the Jets, right? It was the so Jets. locking was the in. So you're locking night. in the one point from Thursday Agreed. night. Lock you have a Joker defense, so it's like the one yep. time where you know that you can lock in. That makes sense, actually. So but I want to know how much that card you could have got a Jets defense in the in the marketplace for, unless like mm -hmm. 
people were react. Actually, I do remember they were buying up from Thursday. I think people did buy up a decent amount of those that night because I kept remember seeing New York American sold, New York American yeah. sold. Yeah. So again, it goes back to for the people listening to this show. If you have somebody listed in the marketplace before Thursday night game, there's really not a, not a ton of upside to having it listed. So uh, the 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 sharps that are listening to the yeah. show, it's probably probably some good advice. And then did we have uh did yeah, I think we, what was it? Bet uh bet the house got first in the low ball, second side hustle, or vice yeah, versa. I think the house had a great grinding. Run. Shout out to him. Right, yeah. Speaking of Thursday night games, and Bach, I don't know if you realized that you did this, but you did. You put the Baltimore tight end. Oh into the, cheater. Into... Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. So is yeah, this no, some no. alpha? Is this some uh super extra alpha he's, that he's that confident? Baltimore, he's that confident. That confident. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i know i for, i forgot about that uh and we're only going to the game why would i remember what teams yeah. we're gonna watch play um at least it wasn't the miami tight end when we're gonna be in miami uh no uh okay well so on the spot if i have to pick another tight end it's rough out there guys and we can't we said we, we changed the rules we can't pick kansas city because we're already playing them in the main event lineup give, i mean i think you dallas. gotta go back to give, give me dallas like dallas? tight end Let's go. You're going a little off the grid, but like we're trying to get a little unique. But you've got a game that's going to be a shootout. We I mean we just talk about Pittsburgh tight end, and you guys aren't going to give producer Coop the love. We're, we're not ready for Pittsburgh tight end and the Misfits yet. No, eight and a half point favorites. Pittsburgh. Najee Harris is going to touch the ball forty times. Um, trying to see what else. Also, here we go. No, no, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going LAC. I'm going with the Chargers. I'm going with the Thunder wow. Horses because what we're seeing with the Thunder Horses is. They're using both Donald Parham and Jared Cook a decent amount. We're seeing them both on the field, and uh, their snaps are high. Yes, like they still have a lot and of Steven other weapons. Anderson, evidently. That's true. That's true. I was not going to pull that name out of my butt. Um, well, well done there. Um, but, yeah, so, like, that, that's, I think, going to be one that has some upside. Dallas, I mentioned, just because they're in a shootout. If Blake Jarwin was still healthy, I'd be a little more bullish there. I like Dalton Schultz a little more on the kind of fantasy DFS side than for this. Um, but yeah, LAC is where I'm going. Thunder Horses. Love it. Yeah. The old Thunder Horses. And then we got the Tampa Bay D. I feel like a solid, solid choice on any given week. Who's Tampa? And they're playing Washington. Yeah. What's um we're gonna get Fitzpatrick back soon? I hope so. That's the that's the rumors. Yeah, he's so much fun. Oh, he's great. He's great. Heineke's fun too. Heineke, like, you know, not from a personality wise, like not wearing the chains and showing up at the press conferences, but like his style of play on the field. Yeah, that's really like, why I love Fitzpatrick is, oh, yeah. is really the, the the chains and the the chest hair out at the press conference. I mean, you got you just have to respect it. Oh, like the man's Harvard educated. Yeah, and he's still doing he's, that. He's like, unbelievable. When he was at Tampa throwing to Cameron Brait, the Harvard Harvard connection, like just whiz. You knew there were just books on books in that locker room. <laughs> Big brain, Fitzy. All right. Anything else on the week? I mean, I'm I'm really extra excited for the the prize picks picks for tomorrow night's game since we're going to be there in person. So yeah, we're we all really need to be, uh, to be jamming these and firing these. That's true. That's true. Um, I see the, yeah. I'll, I mean, yeah. So Las Vegas is another good one. Um, Waller. That would I mean, be my After going to be healthy. Going against mm-hmm. Kansas mm-hmm. City. Been pretty easy to do what you want against that Kansas City defense, as long as your name's not Jordan Love. 
Um, no, I think that that's that's always going to be a solid one. I wouldn't um, I wouldn't not play those. Hopefully, we got some higher scores this week for the sake of the people. Get those green screens. USD marketplace going to be buzzing. I'm excited for that. I like it. I like it. Also, been loving. Uh, I feel like we didn't get a chance to say this on the show because we were off last week, but loving the screenshots in Discord of the new mobile mobile app when people are are winning that cash. So keep keep the screenshots coming. Nothing better than a, a good screenshot at any point in the slate, too. You know, send that send that early screenshot when it's one twenty and you're at top of the leaderboard. Hey, hold when you can. Shall we jump into some prize picks, Justin? Yeah, so we're just picking Bachman. Um, does the ZTR's table work for you? Um, it's not yeah, popping sure. up for me. I can give them a ping. It might just be my browser or something. Um, maybe they decided to you know put me in a black hole and fire me. Um, yeah, if I finally fired you. <laughs> about time. Uh, well, I mean, they're, they're like Justin. Why haven't you put in. out best? Why haven't you put out best ball content in two months, Justin? <laughs> Just kidding. There's no basketball right now. Um, oh, what do you, you see, say Bachman? that? I bet we could find something. I mean, there was. There was midseason, but I wasn't. That was not <laughs> enough. Um, do you see it? The table is not popping up for me now. This, okay. Okay. The so that's not, just seem to have it. Okay. So let's just go into prize picks. As I pull this up, talk to me. What are we expecting for the game tomorrow night? What kind of game script are we thinking? Yeah, I mean, so just to quickly uh, quickly reset on this, we are at uh, tomorrow night. It's looking like I got it here. So we've got we've got a, a forty six and a half over under. We've got Baltimore yeah. at Miami as a seven and a half point road favorite. Do we know so, who's uh, playing QB for Miami? I'm going to guess no. I think two is unlikely. I think two is unlikely trending towards. So he's listed as questionable as of 5 p.m. today. Planning for Jacoby practice, And there's no Jacoby in the betting opportunities here. Mm, So they just have him off the board. This is also probably why ETR didn't put their stuff up yet. Maybe. Maybe we're just waiting too much. That could be. That could be. Um, all right, so passing yards, we have 230 for Lamar. Rushing, we have 62 Lamar, who got the $100, 100-yard bonus last week. Freeman, 39. Gaskin, 39. This feels low. Um, I, I know uh, I know. ETR earlier today really liked the Salvin Ahmed over on 11 and a half. Okay. All right. Do we want to say that there's a rushing flow? I mean, because... You, these two could very easily both hit it, hit the over. Yeah, we've got we've got a, a request for Gaskin fantasy points. Gaskin just, fantasy just, points. So Throw it out there. Last week. All right, let's take a look. So Gaskin fantasy is at eleven. Um, Salman Ahmed is not even on there. All right, let's do uh, let's do this for the people. So instead of Gaskin yards, we're gonna go Gaskin fantasy over. We're also gonna go with the Salvin Ahmed over. Basically, thinking that there's positive game scrap for the Dolphins with running. Maybe they're ahead, or at least there's a lot of you know scoring going on. So they're both gonna hit their over. If Miami is running, Bachman TJ, what else do we think is happening in this game? 
Lamar. We got to get some Lamar action, right? What was that? Those yeah, passing man. yards. I mean, Baltimore is, is is throwing the ball a ton right now, right? And Lamar is just arguably the one of the best fantasy weapons out there. Two thirty passing yards. I mean, I guess my gut is is never to go to Lamar on the passing end. Do are we do we feel comfortable enough with how he's been passing? It's also not like impossible to just go with his rushing too, because I think game script independently, Lamar is going to be running the ball. Doesn't matter if they're behind or ahead. Sometimes if they're chasing, he might actually run more. Yep, that's actually what does happen. Um, I think there's a small correlation that when they're behind, he actually runs just because the defense maybe plays a little man coverage, which means the cornerbacks are turning their back, which means he's able to kind of get out there. If I'm looking at his game log recently, his yards for the past two games were 86 and 107. They lost one. They won one. Nope, that's backwards. Um, last two were 120 when they won, 88 when they lost to Cincinnati, 51-62. So the last two games he has run. Uh, I want to be cheering for him to run at the game. So I'm fine with us going with uh, Lamar over rushing yards. So all the rushing, all the Three running, rushing all the rushing overs. overs, all the rushing overs. And uh, we normally and of course not want to do what four nacho crumbs in the stash. Justin over under nachos guy, not a nachos guy. That's really the question here. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, so we've we've got the points for we've got like the giveaways going. I'm still waiting, as I said, to see if we're gonna be able to get a couple extra uh, tickets for the game. But uh, maybe we'll have to do a fun uh, some kind of tailgate bet or something amongst the OTM guys. We'll see. Love it. All right, putting these in twenty dollars over, over, over. Come tail us. Come join us. I like it. So yeah, normally we would not go three running backs in a game. Normally, I wouldn't even go two running backs in a game, but because two are on the same side and one is a very low amount, Salvin most likely gets over those 11 and a half yards if they're having a good game on the ground, which means Gaskin also has the good game. And then with Lamar, it's just a bit of an outlier for whether or not he gets there on the other side. I like it. Fire those, fire those prize picks in. Remember, if you haven't already, go on over there, prizepicks.com. The simplest way to play fantasy sports. Make your first deposit. Promo code TOC and deposit $100 or more, and you will also get two free Owners Club cards sent your way. So definitely check those out. Uh, Prize picks is great. I'm I'm excited to be in an eligible prize pick state tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, finally. It's going to be a combo. So we we got sports betting down here in Florida last week. But oh, any okay. day, they it's like maybe going to the court cases and stuff. Um, so it's kind of in limbo. We definitely don't have nearly as many options. It's all, I think, Indian uh, reservation casinos. So like at the Hard Rock and stuff. Um, but prize picks definitely down here. And then for people who were looking for the prize picks parlay and the Thrive Fantasy, we are shifting those to the Friday show, just mixing those up with all the giveaways to make it more fun um, and gives us a little more time on this show to talk through some TOC stuff. Um, if there are any questions, cause we definitely wanted to leave a couple minutes as well. So if you have any questions about kind of the games this weekend strategy, the USD marketplace, anything else, happy to kind of take those in chat now. Um, otherwise TJ Bach, not sure if there's anything else that you guys were kind of thinking through. Shout out to Jono's friend. That's, that's a heater right there. That's huge. That's a heater. I like Love that. that. Love that. Um, yeah, I'm scrolling chat here, seeing if there's anything 
Yeah, Jonathan, you're you're right. Like that that is what it should be. I don't know why, but the vernacular that I use is far more common of just like what they like the casinos down here are called. But yeah, yes, you're right. Native American <laughs> casino. Um but because they, they call them Indian reservations. Um, but yeah, Native American, I guess is correct. I'm not sure why that is commonplace on here. We have a question from SB Mitchell in the chat. <laughs> what time is USD Marketplace live? Let me. So, uh, is that a seated so question? What time do like I hit the button? Question. Oh, that's just a classic SB Mitchell troll because it's live whenever, <laughs> whenever he hits the button for it to be live. <laughs> but the expectation is that it's going to be uh, before kickoff sometime tomorrow night so uh the idea is to get a little bit of action going before and then during the game yeah sp mitchell just loves entertaining himself no, nobody nobody gets more enjoyment out of that than himself <laughs> i love it i love it hi any uh so if yeah any any other questions so will you load up your marketplace balance or buy per transaction yeah. so how this will work so you can you can purchase with your OTM balance. So if you've cashed in any contest and have OTM balance, you can purchase with that. Otherwise, you purchase directly at the transaction level. The next level state will be that you can deposit into your OTM balance. But right now, it's either balance from the winnings or it's loading indirectly with a credit card. Yeah, that makes sense. We got a good, some good questions through. We'll uh, we'll rapid fire through. Poker Pro Eric yeah. giving a little tongue in cheek. Do I sell my Baltimore QB game uh, after the game tomorrow when Lamar Jackson gets five TDs? Well, as long as those five TDs include sixty two and a half rushing yards, we'll be okay with that. Um, nah, Eric, you play that in the main event. You qualify for it. You join us in Miami at the final, and we celebrate there. And maybe we'll even play a little poker at the Hard Rock while we're at it. Poker Pro Eric um next one i'm gonna go to you bachman it's week 10 from john o is it a good strategy to sell dupes right now i mean it depends on what the dupe is right and it also i'm you know it i i'd be keeping a close eye on the week 17 schedule i'd be keeping a close eye on the number of entries as a reminder you're not limited on number of entries for the online final for the main event or the side hustle so you know selling duplicate kansas city tight end selling duplicate um, you know, Indianapolis running backs, probably not. I'd just play them in multiple lineups. Uh, selling some of the other dupes, I think like trying to time the market, like could make sense. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't think people are giving enough credence to the online final and just the number of cards that are going to be in play and the number of entries that most people will have for that. Yep, I think we were estimating around 20,000 to 20,000 plus cards. So around like 40 plus percent of the cards that are out there um, are going to, are going to be necessary to be used in those finals, assuming all qualified entries, you know, compete. I right, I'll throw this one to you, uh, TJ from Nathaniel Kennedy. We can gift cards. Now any plans to allow for trades or both sides have to accept the trade. It'd be weird if only one side accepted a trade that would make for an interesting <laughs> ecosystem. It's not a great trade. That's yeah. called stealing. I, <laughs> I would say that that is something that we have discussed, but there is no concrete plan one way or the other as to to. I, I would not. I would definitely not expect that this season. If anything, it'd be a year two and beyond thing. So not this season. And you know, similar question here from John O. Or just another really question: How many OG events will there be, and is there an exact rotation? So we have not said anything about exactly what the events will be. It will be 
different events each week. And in terms of how many, it'll be one contest per week. So it's going to be one contest per week. It's going to be a rotating format. And our plan is, I would say probably by week 13 or 14, we will lay out much more clearly kind of what the plan is for the rest of this season and, and next season, but not going to say anything more than that. We've, you know, we're trying to be very intentional with our announcement strategy and, and not say anything that is half true or, you know, only saying it in one forum and not in the others. So as you saw today with the USD marketplace, when it went across Discord, Twitter, and an email at the same time, we will be making a similar announcement to that later this year that talks about the plans for the rest of this way, as well as what to expect going into next year. Yep. All right. I like this one from Jonathan. Um what are the who are the three best shutdown corners that, that directly affect the wide receivers they play? Bachman, I've got two that are top of mind. I'll start with that and then maybe you have a third. But uh the two that jump yeah. on my mind are Jalen Ramsey and Jair Alexander. Um, I think those are the two that from a DFS perspective, when I think that those are going to be kind of uh locking on a wide receiver, um, I kind of stay away. Now from an actual DFS perspective, we're seeing a lot more often that wide receivers are being moved around the field using the slot. And it's, we don't really have that many cornerbacks that are following wide receivers into the slot anymore. Um, but agreed, if they do have like a Green Bay or a Rams that have just those shutdown corners, like it does impact the entire offense. So those are the two that jump out to me. Bachman, do you have a third? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple like Xavier Howard, Tredavious White. Stefan Gilmore, probably three. Like, I don't know that I would pick. I mean, I think the other thing I would just call out is like, well, I have two things. One, I think in general, this uh, matters less than we think it does, right? This is more perception than reality thing around quarterbacks. Defense doesn't matter. I'm not saying defense doesn't matter, but I'm saying that shutdown quarterbacks in large part because it's so easy to scheme touches to wide receivers away from those quarterbacks. Um, and two, it matters a lot less in TOC than any other game because when one guy gets shut down, targets go to the next guy. Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, Xavier Howard would have been at the top of my list, but I feel like the last year or two, we just haven't seen it out of him as much. And um, I'm almost I'm blanking the name right now. I don't remember who was the uh, Atlanta Falcons running D-back who was a shutdown for two years and then just kind of fell off the map. Yeah, I don't know. That guy um, that we don't remember anymore. Right. Yeah, that, there you go. Uh, I'll probably remember. Marlon producer Humphrey's Coop another calling one. out. Producer Coop calling out uh, Diggs from uh, from Dallas. He's having he's, a great year. It's he's a, a little flashier. Right. He's a hawk. That's a little flashier than it is shut down. But that is Desmond Trufant the guy you were talking about? Yeah, that's right. Justin? Is that or is it Desmond something else? Yeah. Um, no, Desmond Trufant. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Okay. I think he was a guy. That, that could be. Yeah. Lattimore Brown. Yeah. It, uh, all right. I think we've set it all for tonight. Any final words, gentlemen, before we head off to a, a weekend of Miami, Deion Sanders. Yes. There we go. Uh, I don't think anyone, no one, no one can match what Dion was back in the day. He was just the shutdown of all shutdowns. Well, I think, um, Oh, wow. Uh, I think Daryl Revis was the definition of shutdown corner. Um, I, I don't rem- you know, I'm, I was a little too young. I don't remember if Deion Sanders like really actually shadowed or like if he, you know, just kind of played the possession extremely well. But when it was Daryl Revis, like they literally just showed how much they would allow him to just take off that half of the field. 
And if you were thrown to that side, like there he was, and he would just play. Like there's a reason why they called it Rebus Island because he never needed safety help. And that was a such a significant impact on the game because he pretty much said, Hey, you're not throwing to this side. And then it also allowed their safety to cover the other side. Um, but we also didn't see offenses play the type of schemes, play the type of run pass option type, play the type of take your best wide receiver and put them in a slot more often. Like we do now. Revis Island. Sherman too was, was a beast for, yeah. for a bit there as well. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight. We will, are we taking the week off next week? I think um, we might, we'll, we'll, we'll TBD on anything next week, but I think we'll we do Wednesday night. Yeah, we'll yeah. do Wednesday, probably. Okay, we'll, 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 we should likely be back next Wednesday, but uh, you guys can find us in Discord, on Twitter, etc. in the meantime. And look forward to the USD Marketplace going live tomorrow night. All right, that'll do it. On behalf of Justin, on behalf of Bach, and producer Coop with his fancy new setup behind the scenes, I'm TJ Lasik. We will see you guys next time.